If you have your Bible, go to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. Go to chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22. Just to recap what we talked about last week a little bit. We talked about friends. We talked about having the right friends. Staying away from the wrong people. The people that lead us astray. And just to recap so that you can remember. I want to tell you this. That the enemy wants to connect you with the wrong people. And... If the enemy can connect you with the wrong people, what he'll do is he'll speak to your friends, and then your friends will speak to you, and as a result, you will fall. We talked about how we are called to love everyone, but we not, are not called to be friends with everyone. We talked about how your friends are always either leading you to Christ or away from Christ. There is no in-between. Your friends are always either leading you to Christ or away from Christ. You are always leading your friends to Christ uh -oh, come on. or away from Christ. And the main thing that I told you last week that I want to stick with you and that I want you to remember is this, that sometimes God will pull you away from certain groups of friends not because you're better than them Come on now. and not because they're less than but because your relationship with them is costing you your relationship with God. Uh, come on. And there comes a time in our lives because we all at some point or another get connected with the wrong a friend group or we get connected in the wrong relationship and there comes a time in each of our lives where we have to make a decision and we have to answer the question which relationship is more important which opinion is more important to you the opinion of that person or the opinion of God who are you trying to please and sometimes we get connected in the wrong Groups And it takes humility to, to admit when you're wrong and to make a change. And that's what I want to talk about tonight is humility. Walking in humility. Being humble. So I want to start with one verse from Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4. Proverbs 22, verse 4. It says, by humility... And the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. I want to talk about humility. And if you're going to talk about humility, you've got to talk about pride. Because... Being prideful keeps you from being humble. And being humble keeps you from being prideful. And, I, and what I want to tell you about pride is that pride sneaks in. It's subtle. Often you do not realize that it's there 
until it has caused you to fall. You often don't realize pride is there until it causes you to fall. Staying humble requires intentionality. If you're not intentional about staying humble, you will walk in pride. I want to go to Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to read you a good bit of scripture tonight. Philippians chapter 2, starting at verse 5. I'm going to read this from the Christian Standard Bible. It says it in a little bit of a different way, but whatever translation you have, it'll, it'll be similar. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. This is talking about Jesus and the way that he lived and his attitude and his mindset. It says, adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited or something to be prideful about. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself. How did he humble himself? He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. So we see here that Jesus, who was all-powerful, Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the one that bled, died, and rose again, even he himself did not consider being equal with God as something to be prideful about. Instead, he saw it as an opportunity to serve people. And if Jesus did not consider equality with God as something to be prideful about, and, and if we are less than God, then what do we have to be prideful about? Mm. How foolish is it to walk around in pride if Jesus himself, as great as he was and is, was not prideful? And we see in the scripture, it says that he humbled himself, in verse 8, by becoming obedient. He humbled himself by becoming obedient. So I find in that verse that the best way, one of the best ways to kill pride in your life is to obey God. Because pride says that I know best, but obedience says that someone else knows best. Oh, that's good. Come on. Pride is following myself. Obedience is yielding to the leadership of someone else. And I want to tell you this, that obedience kills pride, yeah. and pride kills obedience. Amen. I want to go to Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. It says, now in the morning, this is talking about Jesus again, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he, Jesus, went out and departed to a solitary or a lonely place where he was by himself, and there he prayed. This verse is another example of Jesus being obedient. He was obedient to his heavenly 
Father. Jesus, again, the Son of God, the one with all power, was self-disciplined enough to wake up early, to go to a lonely place, and to pray to his heavenly Father. And if Jesus was humble enough to go spend time in prayer, if he needed to spend time in prayer, then how much more do we need to be intentional about getting to a solitary place, a lonely place, where it's just us and God, and we spend time with our heavenly Father. Jesus prayed. He was obedient, which leads me to my next point, that prayerlessness is prideful. Prayerlessness is a form of pride. Jesus prayed. Because, you know, you might ask, well, how is not praying prideful? Because when you are not praying, you may not consciously think this, but what your heart is saying, what your lifestyle is saying is that, God, I don't need your input. God, I don't need your opinion on this. I can make this decision on my own. Because prayer, just the very act of praying, reminds us of our need of God. Because if I did not think that I needed God, I wouldn't pray. But every time that I pray, I'm reminded that I depend on God. I need His help. I need His input. I need uh, His wisdom when it comes to the decisions that I have to make. Jesus prayed, so should we. He was humble enough to pray. I want to go to Luke chapter 3. Verses 21 through 22. There's a lot of points in these verses, but I want to point out one on the subject of prayer and how prayerlessness is prideful. This is Jesus again. It says in verse 21, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened. While he prayed, the heaven opened. Was open. Verse 22. And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, and you I am well pleased. While Jesus prayed, the heaven was open. That is a very powerful piece of scripture. Jesus understood the power of Prayer. Yes, he was the Son of God, but he prayed to his heavenly Father. How much more do we need to spend time in prayer? Amen. I'm going to go now to 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 through 6. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 through 6. It says, likewise you younger people. So it's talking to us. Likewise you younger people. Submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse 6, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. In due time. That God may exalt you. I think we get caught up in exalting ourselves. We get caught up in lifting ourselves up. Which is 
pride. That is one of the definitions of pride is lifting our own selves up. And verse 6 says to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And I want to tell you from that piece of scripture that one of the most dangerous things that can happen to you, one of the most dangerous things that can happen to you is for you to be exalted before God would have you to be exalted. That's so, it's such a dangerous thing for you to be exalted, for you to be lifted up, not in God's timing. Because your job is not to exalt yourself. Your job is to be obedient and God will exalt you. We're never called to lift ourselves up. We're never called to exalt ourselves. We are called to walk in humility and to be obedient as Christ was. Matthew chapter 23, verse 12. Jesus said these words. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. So if you don't humble yourself, God will. And humbling yourself is a much more pleasant experience than God humbling you. And I don't say that to be scary, but God said that if you exalt yourself, He will humble you. But if you humble yourself, He will exalt you. Because God exalts the humble, and He humbles the exalted. And, you know, the Bible also says that Pride comes before the fall. When you're prideful, you fall. Pride always comes before the fall. Humility comes before honor. That's what the Bible says. And I've heard a quote that says, it says this. It says, it takes a big person to be little and a little person to be big. It takes a big person to be little and a little person to be Big. Think about that. And I think a problem when it comes to being prideful, I think that we get caught up in asking for attention. A lot of people struggle with wanting attention. And we can talk about that for a while, but one of the main points that I want to tell you tonight is that one of the worst places that you can ask for attention is in church. Mm. Because when you ask for attention in church and when you want the attention to be on you in a church service, what happens is that you would rather the attention be on you than on Jesus. Wow, and you're taking the attention off of the one that it's supposed to be on and putting it on yourself. And I would hate to get to heaven and Jesus asked me about all the times that I took the attention off of him. And put it onto myself. The goal is never to be seen. The goal is for Christ to be seen. And there's many times in a service where somebody may praise God or they may worship God differently than you would. And it's tempting to get in your own head and begin to judge them and think that they're asking for attention, But really what you need to understand is that one, you need to focus on your heart. And two, you don't know what's going on in their life. And you don't know what God has brought them through. And you don't understand why they're worshiping the way that they're worshiping. And you don't understand why they're loud.
the way that they are loud, and it's because they have a relationship with God, and the problem is we need to take our eyes off of them, and we need to quit judging them because you don't necessarily agree with them, and you need to put your eyes back on Jesus and humble yourself. I'll also say that sitting on your phone throughout an entire service is a form of pride. Because what you're saying is that, God, I don't care about anything that you're doing right now. God, I don't want anything to do with what you're doing or what you're trying to say or what you're trying to do in this service right now. We should get out of our comfort zone and spend time with God and focus on what He is wanting to do. Cannot sit on your phone an entire service and then get mad when you feel like God's not speaking. You've got to open up your heart and eyes and focus on the Lord. We must be humble. One thing about being humble is that you must be teachable. You must never think that you've got it all figured out. You must be humble and Teachable. One example about being teachable that I can relate to my own life is when I open up the Bible. I never read scripture, at least I pray and I attempt to never read scripture with an attitude that I've already read this so I already know it. Even if I've read it before, I say, God, I'm coming before this as if I've never read it. Teach me something new. I don't know it all. God, there's something more here. There's something deeper here. There is something that you're wanting to show me, and it takes humility to be teachable. Nobody is above correction. Nobody is above accountability. I don't care how spiritual you become. I don't care how long you've been walking your relationship with God. I don't care if you're a pastor or if you're a preacher, if you're a minister, whoever you are. Nobody is above accountability. Nobody is above being corrected. You must be teachable. And, you know, a little bit back to my point about asking for attention in church or being prideful, wanting the attention on you. I want to tell you that the original sin was pride. We think about sin and we think the first sin was the Garden of Eden. The first sin was Satan wanting the worship to come to him instead of through him. The original sin was pride, and that's why Satan got kicked out of heaven with a third of his angels, is because he wanted the worship to come to him. God gave him a beautiful gift, but he became prideful in his gift. And a lot of times, even Christians become prideful because of a gift that God gave them. But my question is, how can you be prideful in a gift that you didn't give you? How can you become prideful in a gift that you did not earn? You can't earn a gift. God gives you a gift. And when God gives you a gift, He expects a return on His investment. When God gives you a gift, He wants you to take that gift and give it back to Him. In other words, when He gives you a talent, when He gives you an ability, it is your responsibility to use it for His glory, to use it for His kingdom. You never use your gift for your glory, you use your gift for His glory. Because we were not created to receive glory, we were created to give glory. 
I also say this, that what I have noticed and what I have observed, and I don't want to come across like I know it all because then I would be prideful. I don't think that. But what I have noticed, what I have seen in people who have a prideful attitude is that a prideful attitude is often an external cover-up for insecurity. A prideful attitude is often an external cover-up for insecurity. And you have to take your eyes off of you and put your eyes on to Jesus. Because when you only ever look at you, you walk in insecurity. But when you look at Jesus and take your eyes off of you, you don't walk in insecurity. You walk in security. And I'll, I'll finish with this, and then I'm going to read one more scripture, and then we'll pray and go back into worship. Thinking that you are spiritually better than causes you to become spiritually less than. Because the moment that you've got it all figured out, you no longer have it all figured out. We must remain teachable. We must remain humble. I'm going to finish with this scripture and we're going to get back into worship. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. Proverbs 16, verse 18. I'm going to read it in two different translations. The first one is the New King James Version. It says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Another translation, the last verse says this. First pride, then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. If everyone would go ahead and stand back to your feet. With every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in here tonight and you realize that you've been walking in pride, you realize that you need to humble yourself down and say, Lord, is it me? Lord, am I the problem? Lord, am I the one that's blocking you? From getting to me. We often get caught up in. Getting frustrated. Because we feel like God is not speaking. And we get frustrated. Because we feel like God is not moving. And, and we want him to work. And we want him to move. But sometimes that requires being humble. Sometimes that requires. Sitting our own selves down. And looking in the mirror. And evaluating our own hearts. Our own prideful hearts and asking God to remove that pride and asking God to replace it with humility. And I just want to encourage you that as you get God's word in your heart and as it becomes a part of who you are, you will begin to walk in humility. That pride will begin to leave your heart and you'll begin to walk in a greater level of humility. So if that's you, with every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking, and that's you, and you want to get right with Jesus, maybe you've never even given your life to the Lord. Maybe you have given your life to the Lord, but you've allowed pride to slip into your heart. You've allowed things to come in and to hinder your relationship.
relationship with God. Whatever the case is, if you want to give your life to Jesus, if you want to make Him your Lord, if you want to make Him your Savior, if you want to submit and surrender your life to Him and be born again, have a new life, be a new creation in Him, whatever the case may be, or if that's happened already in your life, you've given your life to Him, but you want to recommit, you want to get some things right, if that's you, whatever that is in your life that's holding you back, if you want to get closer to God, I want you just right now just to raise your hand in the air, just as a sign of surrender and saying, that's me, I want to give my life to Jesus, I want to rededicate, I want to surrender again, I want to walk in humility. You can put your hand down. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth and that if we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, that we would be saved. But when we pray that prayer and when we surrender our life and when we are born again, when we give it all to him, there has to be a change. And if there is no change, then I would dare to say that you did not surrender at all. But right now in this moment, as we go back into another time of worship, I just want you to surrender it all. And I want you just to invite Jesus into your heart again. I want you to just commit your life into the hands of God again. Whatever you feel like you need to pray for, whatever you feel like you need to focus on in this moment, I want you to do that. And if you need prayer for anything in this next song, Elijah and I will be over here on the right side of the room to your left. If you need prayer, we'll be there for you during this next song. But I just want you to focus on God in this moment. I want you to set your eyes, your focus on Him, and ask God to humble you.